Finally, monsieur, a wafer-thin mint. Bah. Oh, sir, it's only a tiny little thin one. Now, fuck off, I'm full. Oh, sir. Hmm? It's only a wafer-thin. Yeah, I couldn't eat another thing. I'm absolutely stuffed. Bugger horse. Just, just one. Good evening, welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, E. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison. Um, I can't tell if you're excited because uh, you have to deal with a broken computer or you have to deal with Thanksgiving next week. Thanksgiving is like at the, <laughs> at the end of the month or something, isn't it? No, it's like this week. Really? Yeah, it's the 28th. What's today? Oh, oh wait, we're pre-recording an episode. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you're, the time the you, you're, you, talking about? you don't understand yeah, how time right. works uh-huh. this episode is coming out next sunday which is uh you know next sunday mm-hmm. which is the week of thanksgiving yeah but yeah it's only like a week away yeah. so are you excited about it oh yeah i'm real excited i, I yeah i'm <laughs> really looking forward to it <laughs> get- do you do anything for it are you gonna do anything it depends. Sometimes I go to uh, a friend of mine's family's house, and sometimes I just stay home and uh, wallow in your like misery. pass out. You know, get get fucked up. You know, it's going to be a lot of drugs. Have yeah. your own Thanksgiving. Yeah, just involving illegal narcotics. It happens. Yeah. 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 yeah why not? I mean, it sounds like a yeah. good time. Um, I, I've never been a fan of Thanksgiving, so I'm actually kind of happy that I, I won't be in the country so I don't have to deal with it. Mm. It's a pain in the ass. I also think it's kind of unfair mm-hmm. because, you know, as someone who doesn't have any parents, mm. it's like every girl I've dated, I have mm. to go do both. I have to go do yeah, Christmas yeah. and I have to go do Thanksgiving with their family. So it's like double holidays. Yeah, you've mentioned this. I know, it's terrible. It's, yeah, so. you just got to, you know. No, so you, you know what you got to do is you got to go somewhere that doesn't celebrate fucking Thanksgiving. Which is exactly what I'm doing. Or when you start dating someone, just say you have like a racist uncle, <laughs> you know, that they'll never want to meet. And then you're like, I got to go see my racist uncle for Thanksgiving. Oh, and then, and so you say, I, so yeah. I need to go spend Thanksgiving yeah, yeah. with my racist yeah. relatives. Boom. I, I guess yeah. I could, it depends. Cause what if you, yeah. what if you date a girl that's like, I want to meet this racist uncle. It sounds like it might be funny. I can't imagine anyone wanting to do that and why it would be funny. So no. Yeah, Everyone I'm, has a racist uncle and they know it's not funny. You know? Mm-hmm. It's just annoying and stupid and irritating. I'm trying to think if I have any racist... So. Uh, I don't know. I think I have yeah. like racist cousins, but they're not... Mm. I don't think they're like... 
malevolent, mm. malevolently racist. I don't think mm. it's like a malevolent thing. I don't think mm. they're. No, they've got to be kind of malevolently racist. No, but you know what I'm talking about. I don't mm. think they have like a KKK robe in their closet. But it's one of those things where it's like mm. they've just grown up in a, in an environment where it's just casual racism is acceptable. Okay. So technically, they that's, are still racist. They're just not malevolent racist. That's not really what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, you know. but yeah, but that's the thing. Mm -hmm. If you say your uncle is a malevolent racist, yeah. who's going to want to go spend Thanksgiving at that's that right. house? That's what I'm saying. So that would work. That's an excuse. Mm. I'm going to try that, but I haven't dated my girlfriend for a long time. Yeah, you, no, you have to do it from the beginning. <laughs> you can't just make up I can't just uncle. bring it up and be like, oh, by the yeah, way, yeah, I yeah. just found out I have this uncle that's like yeah. a total Nazi, but... Yeah. I'm gonna go spend Thanksgiving with them. Yeah, and again, they don't necessarily have to be Nazis, right? <laughs> yeah, they I guess could they just, could just, be, really just be the kind bad. of person that you know it would be hard for them to to get through a meal without without like, like denigrating you know Libtards. African Americans as a whole. Yeah, without saying like you know what I mean. Like that's like know. bringing up Black Lives Matter would just yeah, cause yeah. a whole thing. Yep. You yeah, know? exactly. That's a that, yeah. That kind of thing. I actually kind of wish I had a, like a, you know, get to experience a family member like that. I don't think I have any, like, my uh, girlfriend's family, no, no one's like that. My you know? father. I mean, like maybe that. actually, yeah, oh, your father will bring yeah. that up at the oh, table. Oh, you bring up, At yeah. the table. Oh, yeah. He doesn't, he has no, <laughs> he thinks it's the perfect time to bring up that kind of shit. Wow. To yeah. try to proselytize his weird shit that no one cares about. No yeah, one wants. P-Town, his yeah. father is very conservative. Yeah, yeah. Only watches Fox News. Yeah, same. And, uh, you know, P-Town doesn't see him that often. I mm. think his father likes to just engage in some, you mm -hmm. know, kind of an argument. Yeah. And, you know, go back and forth on issues. P-Town says it's extremely annoying. Ruins the dinner. It's basic rules. You don't fucking bring up religion or politics at a stupid dinner yeah you know it's just it's, i don't yeah. know who came up with that rule it was like eloise or it was like you know ann landers or somebody you know who made up the thing <laughs> miss manners i don't know Miss manners yeah yeah she, somebody said it but it's true you know well i mean God you're not supposed her. to talk about that but yeah you know it's kind of difficult to avoid these topics these days it isn't well you can just do it yeah you know it's fine it's been a while since i've been out of the country hmm. for like a holiday like that but i think it's mm -hmm. a good i, I kind of think that's the way to go because mm -hmm. fuck holidays mm -hmm. like would you rather if you have to fly all the way you deal with american airports deal mm -hmm. deal with like going to like new york or whatever during the holidays was just hellish why not just like go to hawaii or go to another country just not have to deal with it and then tell your your family like i can't i'll come see you after the holidays because i have this vacation planned because i can't because of my mother Oh, would so, she like? Would she flip out on you? Would yes. she be upset? Yes. And it would be like yes. a per like a personal attack. Yep. Like she'd bring it up. Yep. Oh man. So yeah. she she she's uh, uh, she's uh, you know uh, very attuned to the the passage of time and oh, the, so the arbitrary markings of time. You know. So she's like, we probably don't have many Christmases left to spend together. No, just like you know, me coming two weeks later wouldn't be the same. You what? know. Even though time is whatever, but it would be like you know, I don't know, like it's not much Christmas. Cheaper, it's not. It'd be much more. It'd be much cheaper. You just and and you mm. don't have to deal with all the crowds. It'd be easier. You want to fucking call her, man? You know, all right, come on. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> anyway, nothing works anymore. 
Anyway, but going on with this Thanksgiving mm-hmm. themed show because I know mm-hmm. a lot of people uh, this week will have um, a couple of days off. Mm-hmm. You know, I was wondering, do you get two full days off for work, or do people take at your work the whole week off? No one takes the whole week off. Because I'm hoping, because some jobs don't mm. even give you the Friday off. Yeah, that is true. Which is bullshit. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm concerned that I'm mm. not going to get that Friday off. Right. But in fact, in my current position as a contractor, I don't mm. get paid for either holiday. Sure, so it doesn't you fucking don't. matter. That's right. Yeah, no, it sucks. This vacation that I planned, um, I didn't know I was going to get a new mm. job. Mm-hmm. I didn't get paid vacation at. So now it's like, yeah, this the whole 10 days is just all unpaid mm. which kind of sucks but whatever yeah well that's such as life um but yeah so anyway people get the couple of days off they gotta spend a lot of time with their family and uh they gotta eat a lot of food and that's what thanksgiving's all about i imagine like it, it seems like the uk likes to take you know, little bits and pieces of uh american culture Have you notice that yeah they do. They adopt a lot of, uh, of of American culture, like our fast food, a lot of our television shows. I'm surprised they haven't just taken Thanksgiving just as a, a, a an opportunity just to eat. They have like enough gluttons. stupid holidays that don't make any sense. Why would they need more? Just from so they us? can eat a lot of food. Okay. Because I mean, you get to the point once you start doing yeah. fast food, embracing fast food culture, you're just going to realize like we got to eat like gluttons mm. and just become pigs, like like a, like the typical average American. Somebody was like, you know, I was spending the weekend with some British people, and it's like they, it's like, it's like there's something about American food, like it's not very satisfying. It does, it it fills you up, but it's not very. And it's like, what is American food? What are you talking about? Yeah, like about why British are you making food. why are you making like broad generalizations that you know, and why are you telling me? But, uh, Other look, than to annoy me. Well, look at their food. Bangers mm. and mash. Like, what yeah. the fuck is that? Yeah. I still don't even know what that is. It's like they eat 10 different kinds of sausage. They eat bone marrow. Like, it's like bone marrow is a delicacy there. Oh, yeah, they love it. No, it's fucking yeah. vile. Mm. Eel. And it's like, yet they mm. insult our cuisine. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Most of our cuisine is disgusting. Mm. But yours is too. Right. But, you, but the one thing I was thinking about this, because just because... Uh, we're going to be talking about the polyphagists of history. Okay. Uh, the gluttons of history. Um, because it kind of goes with Thanksgiving. One thing I was thinking about is uh, Europeans in general like to deride Americans for being like, you know, overweight um, and, uh, and unhealthy. Mm. But you know what? Back in, like, back in the day, you know, there were a lot of gluttons in Great Britain. A lot of just like enormous fat people that would drink that would eat like copious amounts of food sure and drink copious amounts of liquor when did it like are they significant is britain as a whole are they significantly smaller than american than the typical american i would say yes when did that happen though because they used to be like they used to eat a lot of i mean this guy what was this guy here this guy's named uh the great eater of kent i mean it's insane the amount of food that this guy would uh ingest was he rich or what? I think he, well, I think he just became a local, uh, he was kind of a local celebrity. So like all the, right. the aristocracy would be like, oh, give him more food so we can see him stuff his face. Right. But maybe that, you know, I don't know, maybe English people back then were fit too. No. But it seems like you look at like Henry VIII, he was a rotund man. Sure he was. I think they used to be fat and now they're just kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, like Elijah Wood or something like these skinny, these skinny men, these skinny effete men. Yeah. 
you know. But uh, hey, once you start uh, embracing fast food American culture, you're going to soon gain. You're going to gain weight. You're going to catch up to us. Yeah, they will. So you might as well just like adopt Thanksgiving so you can shove your food down your face for a weekend. Um, so yeah, so I was reading this, do a little research here on, uh, uh, we were thinking of, uh, talking about some of the gluttons of history of which there are a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one that a lot of people have heard about named Terrer, a French glutton, probably the most famous of them all. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, God, that guy's disgusting. He's just, real vile. Just a vile mm-hmm. creature. But there's some others actually mm-hmm. that are pretty close to his level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, what's interesting about, about this, this topic to me is that. We've never stopped being enamored with gluttons. I mean, look at like uh, the hot dog eating contest, Joey Chestnut and competitive eating. It's okay. like we still just love to watch that. Right. I, I don't get it. I don't get the appeal. I don't either. I mean, it's kind of like freak show type mm. of thing, like a sideshow type of thing. It's like, look at this freak shove hot dogs, 71 hot dogs in like 10 minutes down his, like, down his gullet. But it's not, but this is something that's been going on for, for centuries. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, this is from uh, we we're, we're this article you sent me from the Fortean Times. I listed a few people and then uh, just did some other research. But like back in like uh, you know uh, Roman days, the Emperor Aurelius amused himself by watching peasants devour like roast suckling pig, a roast sheep, and a wild boar with bread and wine all in one sitting. Hmm. And it was just like who can eat the most? Who can eat it first? Yeah, you know. And then this was like Roman times. Well, at least they were roasted. Oh my God. Yeah, at least they were mm-hmm. cooked. Um, Emperor Maximilian, uh, he had a, a peasant eat a fatted calf raw, just completely raw, just tearing hmm. into the sheep's carcass with like his jaws, hmm. and people were just like clapping watching that because this guy not even cooked meat. Um, I think one of my favorite ones. This is actually in, in Great Britain because a lot of gluttons back in the day. Britain used to have a lot of fat people. Mm. I don't even know if a lot of these gluttons aren't even that fat. Actually, I have to kind of take that back. Okay. But there were a lot of fat guys too that ate a lot of food. Sure. Um, this guy, uh, uh, the great eater of Kent, was a big guy. But this is funny. This uh, did you read about this Duke of Bedford who bet a thousand guineas with Lord Barrymore yeah. that he could eat a live cat? Yes. And it, this yeah. this is this cracks me up because it reminds me of mm-hmm. like Winthorpe and trading places. It's mm-hmm. just like these two really rich guys, is, and they're and they're mm-hmm. both like uh, uh, Richard Barry, the uh, the Earl of Barrymore, who I'm not mm-hmm. sure could be related to Drew Barrymore. I don't know. It's like very possible. Generationally, you know, yeah. it's like, I, I, yeah, it could be possible. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, he was he was hardly out of his teens before he mm. established himself as one of the leading rakes of London. Ah. <laughs> I would have, that, that is something mm. I think that would have been kind of fun, just to be a rakish gentleman. So that's like you wear like your Russell Brand. Like you wear your hat at like a jaunty angle. Your buttons yeah, a are done. Feathers, you have buttons ruffles. Undone. Yeah, you got some ruffles. You uh, ridges. Yeah, you end up uh, groping a lot of women, mm. I imagine. Um, but he was an inveterate hellraiser, and I uh, used to gamble, uh, hang out with pimps. Yeah. And uh, I think what happened is he uh, he ended up you know getting drunk and gambling, and uh, with the Duke of Bedford, who was also another guy, was a wealthy magnate who loved to like bet on horses and gamble. And he was like, "I'll bet you." A thousand guineas that you can eat a live cat. And the guy's like, all right. And then he's like, okay, let's do this. And then he kind of got cold feet. He's like, I'm not going to really get it. I, th- I thought you said that mm. the bet was I could find a man that would eat a cat for you, oh, not yeah. me eat a cat personally. Yeah. And they're like, no, I said you have to eat a cat. And he's like, yeah. no, nah, I was going to find a guy that will eat a cat. 
And so, yeah, then they go and get like some homeless peasant. Yeah. But they did find a guy yeah. that would eat a cat and it became like a big deal. Huh. Like uh, a bunch of people showed up. This isn't uh, It was alive when he ate it. Yeah. It was Jesus. a nine pound live cat. Come on. And they got a peasant who, uh, you know, bit, bit the head first and oh, with repeated bites deprived man. it of existence. Even like stripped off the skin, just leaving bones. Jesus. And that's not the only thing. There mm. are more cat eaters. Mm. Like, that became a thing after that. Because after he ate that cat, they were like, oh, this... And they just word spread about, like, throughout, like, I don't know, Europe at the time. So a lot of people would, would you know, not bet mm. each other to eat cats, but that was one thing you would do to perform in, a, in shock audiences, is you'd eat a cat or a puppy. Mm. Yeah, God, they put, like, Gigi Allen to shame. This guy here, uh, the glutton named Nicholas Wood, who is known as the great eater of Kent... He performed at like country fairs and festivals up and down the country. He was actually from uh, the village of Harrietsham near uh, near Kent. Um, but yeah, like they uh, because his prodigious appetite, uh, appetite, his prodigious appetite, um, the rumors about it just became widespread. A lot of uh, aristocracy and and uh, royalty would invite him, invite him over so he could perform mm. and just see how much food they could, they could just give this guy. So uh, Sir uh, Warham St. Leger invited him over um, at Leeds Castle uh, to eat a dinner that was, that was made for eight people. Mm. And uh, another local gentleman, after everyone saw that, and they watched him just eat a dinner for eight. Um, they, uh, this Sir William Sedley laid an even more magnificent table for the great eater. Uh, but this time, the celebrated glutton faced defeat. Apparently, he fell to the floor in a death-like trance, and everyone thought he just died. His stomach just distended like a massive balloon. Yeah. And so they thought he was just dead. So then uh, what ended up happening is uh, they, they tried to revive him, and then they just left him, and he did actually wake back up. Oh. But they're, they're upset about it, so he got put in the stocks so people could throw food at him. Why were they really upset about? Because he, uh, he made, you know... He made a boast that he could eat whatever yeah. this meal was, and he huh. couldn't do it. He passed out. Huh. So, yeah, so he was jeered. And that was the thing, because after that, um, people would fuck with the guy. So, you know, because he, he, he was probably the world's first, like, competitive eater. Right. I guess, like, uh, renowned glutton. And so uh, this one trickster guy, John Dale, bet him uh, two shillings that he could fill his belly. You know, mm. just with the price of two shillings. Mm. And so he's like, oh, I'll take you up on that bet. And he soaked 12 one penny loves of bread in six pots of like really strong beer. And due date, it just was wasted and passed out again. Mm. Once again, back in the stockade so everyone can make fun of him. Oh, wow. And cheer him. God, people were brutal back then. Yeah. They really were stockades. Like, why do you got to get the fucking authorities involved? It's weird. I, you know, no, I don't I know. Is, is it because you were lying or something? And, I don't know. You know, you, I mean, what, what's the point of trying anything? Yeah, you know, if you're gonna, Jesus. but but this guy's exploits, and and that's the thing. He went to London, and then uh, they they were having him like do eating competitions in London. But then he ended up getting cold feet because he was he didn't want to get mocked by people again, so he kind of disappeared, dropped ever, out of showbiz. You ever been to that Heart Attack Grill? Oh, in uh, Vegas. Yeah. Oh God, I've seen yeah. it. I've yeah. never actually eaten there. Have you eaten there? No, but I've looked at in the window of it and watched people eat. Oh, it's horrid. And watch the weird nurse waitresses come but, out and, you know. So, so people who haven't been to the Heart Attack Grill, it's kind yeah. of like a infamous place in Las Vegas. But if mm. you weigh over a certain amount and they mm. have like a scale outside mm. of it, you get to like eat for free. 
So if you like weigh over five hundred like pounds yeah. or something, you can like eat. I don't think you eat whatever you want for free, but they have like one like I don't know the heart attack burger or yeah. something for free, and it's like ten thousand calories. Yeah, <laughs> fucking disgusting. Man. And it's like if you die. I don't know. Your family gets T-shirts. Or something happens. <laughs> like if you die there, literally, that's what it, the deal is. No, it is. It's yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, no, so, it's terrible. But yeah, you know, then the waitresses have like you know, I don't know, fucking syringes full of lard or something. They put on the. I don't even know. It's in the, the got, place is yeah. vile. I mean, you yeah. you should go online, look up Heart Attack Grill, just look yeah. at their uh, their menu. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't even think there is anything for a vegetarian to eat there. Probably not. They probably would like jeer me. Throw, yeah, they like, would throw bacon fat in my face. Or yeah, something. they'd probably inject you with uh, yeah. lard. <laughs> with lard. Mm. Um, so the Great Eater actually inspired a, a later generation of gluttons. So this is like in the 1700s. There was a uh, a guy that performed in Germany and Austria who would eat calf roasted whole. Um, he would he would even eat they in front of people. He ate a puppy, hmm. like in front of a like a live audience. Oh my! And washed it down with a goblet of ale. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it, this this yeah. was a thing there. People mm. wanted to see that. Yeah, um, an imbecile Irishman uh, named Thomas Eklund, who did have like uh, um, you know mis- mental disabilities. Here, he was uh, he was one of those guys too that would just like I'll go eat living dogs and cats. Why not? Yeah, and so they would just put him up on stage and be like, mm. yeah, and just eat a dog or a cat. This is, um, is this? I mean, it's kind of like the the geek at the circus, you well, know? Very, I mean, but that's the thing, and that is like you know, this is like. 1700s that's like Mm. 200 years later people are still doing it it's kind of like if you know remember like Chewbacca mom oh yeah if Chewbacca mom started a tradition that lasted 300 years Luckily, what was she no one even for? barely. She put on this fucking Chewbacca mask and like like, some bullshit you know if like every (laughs) if it was like that Launched an empire that just never ended. I think this is like, we live in a society where we like to like Mm. ridicule and mock other people. Yeah. Especially, you know, the aberrant and the my What is it, my 400 pound life? My 600 pound life? Yeah. You know, where uh, you you watch the show Born This Way? No. It's currently one of my favorites. Mm. People have seen it will understand Mm. why. Um, Mm. So this guy, Thomas Eklund, that would Mm. eat the living dogs and cats... He also, his other thing is he would mm. just leap headfirst into the, the Thames when the weather was like freezing cold outside. Oh. And everyone would be like, yeah, you went in there. Mm. And uh, they, they would clap as he did it. Mm. Um, he ended up uh, um, dying from vomiting blood, mm. probably from eating dogs and cats. Like, I don't do think it. you're supposed to do yeah, that. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. But then after that, like this was around the same time, like 1750s, gave rise to the stone eaters. That was mm. another thing people were super stoked about. Mm. It's like, so they saw the guys that are eating like meals for like 30 people and then the other guys eating live dogs and cats and now it's like, this guy, uh, Francis Battaglia in London mm. could chew and swallow large plates full of stone and gravel. Oh my. And people would be like, this is like, this is, you know, grade A entertainment mm. here. This is A-list. This guy is going to come up here and just eat a bowl full of stones and stone and gravel, like rocks yeah. and gravel. Yeah. And uh, after his meal, he would shake his body violently and you could hear the stones rustling in sure. the depths of his stomach. Yeah. Um, even, he even actually spent uh, time with a doctor because they, they investigated him as a fraud. Mm. And uh, this doctor spent 24 hours by his side to check whether he really did eat mm. stones. And they did confirm that he did eat stones. Mm. The doctor also noted that his uh, excrement was like a sandy substance similar to that of dissolved or crumbled stone. Oh. 
So he would like shit out sand. What is it? Don't birds eat stones? And then they, the stones actually like digest the food, digest the food or yeah. something. Yeah. This guy, I mean, claimed that he did it because he had an appetite for rocks ever since he was a kid. And his nurse used to mix oh, like that stupid pebbles into show where it's like I like to eat, you know, <laughs> use tampons or whatever. What you know what I'm talking about? This some show. It's like my, I think it's like my strange addiction. But a lot of them are like eating, you oh, know, just a weird eating disorder. Yeah. yeah, like people are like I like to eat frozen yogurt coupons and I can't stop. I mean, dude, and that's under, always what it is. It's always something like that. We're still, as a culture, just fascinated yeah, yeah. by that. Yeah. Um, so. So yeah. So there was that guy that was a stone eater, but mm. then a rival stone eater appeared on the mm. on the London scene. Mm. This guy. This guy's pretty cool. His name is Sidorophagus, the mm. eater of iron. Mm. Not only could he eat stones, he also claimed to be able to eat and digest any kind of iron presented to him. Mm. So yeah, he encouraged people, bring me keys, pokers, bolts, whatever you got, I'll mm. eat it. Okay. And he also performed with his wife, who had a similar act. She was able to drink incredibly toxic liquids, specializing in aquafortis, which is like nitric acid. Oh my. Yeah, so she would just like, and like her husband, she encouraged people to bring their own concoctions of whatever they, they had, and what? she would just drink it. <laughs> horrible. The, the coolest thing about yeah. them, though, their show was super popular. Yeah, yeah. Everybody would sell out. Everyone would come check it and bring shit for them to eat. Yeah. But they also had like a lighter version for the poor people. Mm. So then the poor people, they only charge half price. Mm. And he wouldn't eat, you know, they weren't allowed to bring him stuff, but he'd only eat small items. Like, like a sandwich. Needles. No, he'd eat like oh, small oh, things. Okay. It's still iron items, but it's like yeah. a needle or a thimble or something. He's oh, not going to be like yeah. eating like huge screws and okay. things like that. And the wife would only drink uh, liquor and wine. She's not going to drink sulfuric acid. Okay. Or mm-hmm. nitric acid, you know. Um, it's hard to say, but that's a thing. No one can see really... if that they had that stuff at the Magic Castle. I'd be impressed. Yeah, I would be into that actually. rather than just like, is this your card? Like, fuck you, <laughs> you know. Um. So yeah, that, that's the thing. That Britain did have some notable polyphagists, but it was the mm. French, though. It was the French who had like the most infamous ones, like sure. the most disgusting ones. And uh, yeah, a couple of them. Uh, this guy Charles Domery, who actually this guy was an Irishman, but then I don't know if he was caught. He was captured. Oh yeah, he was ca- captured by the French in 1799. I have no idea what war that was. The the f- first Napoleonic War, I think. In 1799, I believe so. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. But this guy so was captured there, and he just amazed the guards with his voracious appetite. Yeah, I mean, he would. Uh, they gave him double rations, still hungry. Mm. Uh, he'd beg food from other prisoners. So finally, they're just mm. like. Let's just start giving them the dead cats and rats that are on the ship. Right. And he would just eat those. Hmm. Yeah. And during, uh, while at an army camp outside Paris, this guy ate 174 cats in the course of a year. Hmm. It's a lot, a lot of cats. Um, and yeah, he uh, liked his meat raw, kind of like the other the other disgusting French gluttons like wow. Terrer. Yeah. So Terrer is probably the most well-known of them all. Yes. And he was around the 1780s. So it was like a little later... Um, but yeah, he was really famous. And this guy was kind of punk rock. Like he grew up in a village, a poor village. He started hanging out with thieves and prostitutes. Right. And then he became like the warm-up back to a traveling charlatan. He would swallow corks, stones, live animals, basketfuls of apples. And then, then he, and yeah, he cruised around. And then he was like a sideshow performer. Yeah. And then he took his act to Paris where he started working as a street performer, you know, performing in front of other people. I heard that, like, he, you know, he just had this insatiable appetite, and it's like when he, 
was hungry, his skin would be all sagging or something. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. skin would kind of sag off, mm. like his face. You mm. can see it. But I mean, the guy was the guy was a vile creature. What's weird about it, though, is he didn't like he wasn't like a huge like corpulent man. He wasn't mm. like some obese like creature. I mean, he's a pretty like. I mean, he wasn't that tall. He was like under mm. six feet tall. Said he only weighed like about. Yeah, he weighed like 120 pounds, 130 mm. pounds. He wasn't even that big. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, at the age of 17, he weighed about 100 pounds. He was a big, slim, and average height. But yet the guy just had this insatiable appetite. Mm. So during this time when he was a street performer, he actually joined the French Revolutionary Army. Yes. And uh, it, military rations just didn't do the job, mm. you know, cause he, because of his large appetite. So he would eat any food from gutters, refuse heaps, whatever. Um, you know, and then uh, because of this, he was hospitalized due to exhaustion and probably being poisoned from some of the stuff he ate. But there at the hospital, they started conducting all these medical experiments on the guy because yeah. they were just like, God, this guy's a medical wonder. Like, how is, how is he able to, how does he have the capacity to do this? And so there they gave him a meal intended for 15 people. He ate in a single sitting. He ate live cats. They're yeah. always just feeding these Why? dudes cats. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know, no one gives a shit about cats. Uh, snakes, lizards, puppies, swallowed whole eels without even chewing. Hmm. Yeah, it's like, they're just like, wow, this guy's great. So during this time, while they were testing him, uh, the uh, the generals in the French Revolutionary Army, this guy, uh, I can't even say his name, Bouhanet, I guess. Uh, he was like, <laughs> he yeah. might actually be an asset to us. Yeah. So what they were going to do, they had they employed him as a courier with the French Army with the intention that he would swallow documents whole, mm. pass through en enemy lines, and then they'd recover them through a stool. Yes. Like just... I don't know, partially digested military documents. Uh, I think he, actually they would put the stuff in a wooden box. Or, like, or a tube, and he would just yeah, swallow it? Yeah, something like that, yeah. And he would like, just shit it out. I heard a wooden would... box, and he would just, because he could just ingest and shit out anything. Yeah, I mean, he could ingest so, anything. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. They found mm. out later that the guy did have, like, biological, like, right. you know, um, like a biologically, like, enhanced uh, digestive system. Hmm. Um, I mean, he's kind of a mutant, if you think about it. Yeah. He's like the blob. He is, yeah. Um, but yeah, so the guy ended up getting, Torero got caught by the enemy and beaten. And then he confessed, like, yeah, I'm here just to swallow documents. And then yeah. they like beat him to try to see if they could beat him out of him. And so what they, the I French did. I think it was did, the Prussians or something. Or the Prussians, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, the, what the French did is they gave him like a decoy document. So he mm. shit that out and mm. then they took that. And then they Yeah, they didn't up, even really try. Yeah. Because it's like he can't, he attracts attention wherever he goes. Well, I mean, he's, a he's celebrity. eating everything. Well, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think he was a celebrity there, but it was just be like, who's this guy who's stalking through the, you know, yeah, our towns, eating, like eating garbage and cats, eating garbage, and apparently he stinks. Yeah, like you can <laughs> smell him from like a mile away. Or That's anything. what they said that he had like unusually soft, fair hair mm. and an abnormally wide mouth, and uh, his teeth were really stained. His lips are mm. almost invisible. Uh, when he had not eaten, as you were saying, his skin would hang so loosely that he could wrap the fold of skin from his abdomen around his waist. Mm. So he had all like this extra area to yeah. store, uh, you know, food. Like you'd tie it around his waist like a flannel shirt. Yeah, he would just wrap it okay. around like a like a sarong. Yeah. Uh, when full, his abdomen would distend like a huge balloon. The skin of his cheeks uh, were wrinkled, and hung loosely, and when stretched out, he could hold twelve eggs in his mouth, mm. like a dozen eggs. That's pretty good. But yeah. He uh, sweated heavily, he was hot to the touch, and he had a constantly foul body odor. Yes. Um, people said it was like he stunk to a degree that 
if you're with, within 20 paces, you could smell this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was worse after he'd eaten. I mean, his cheeks would become bloodshot, a visible vapor. Yes. would rise from his body. Because he must have been like excreting <laughs> through his skin, you know, as well as his, you know. I mean, he right? had no bed. Yeah. Uh, the, oh. the other thing too, it said he had chronic diarrhea. Mm. I mean, he probably had like Crohn's disease or something, but he had like mm. chronic diarrhea, which they said was fetid beyond all conception. <laughs> <laughs> now that is what yeah. the French should have weaponized. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, just like have that guy just go out there, mm. like explosive diarrhea all over the Prussians. Yeah. You can't really beat that, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, despite his large intake of food, he never vomited. Hmm. I mean, excessively. Um, but he also never gained weight. So it was just kind of weird. No mental illness. Hmm. You know, it was just like this guy was just a medical anomaly. Um, yeah, he, uh, I guess that these doctors, uh, there are two doctors that did all those tests on him and they tried to, you know, fed cats and all that stuff. And they couldn't, they couldn't really figure out how to solve his appetite. And I guess he was tormented by these uh, bizarre attempts to cure him. So then he started like stalking the dark back alleys of Paris where he would like eat carrion found in the gutters. Hmm. And within the hospital, he would sometimes skulk into the wards and drink blood from patients that were being bled out. Oh my. Uh, then... <laughs> Several times he was kicked out of the Borg after, you know, taking some liberties with corpses. At first I was like, what? Is he like having sex with them? I think he was, he was just eating parts yeah. of them. Yeah. Escalate, ghoul escalation. And so uh, here it says the inevitable <laughs> scenario had to happen after that. Mm. A 14-month-old infant disappeared from a hospital ward. Mm. Who was blamed? You know, the ghoulish creature that just eats everything. Wow. Yeah, so he was run out of the uh, enraged doctors and porters chased him away. He was never seen at the hospital again. Uh, but then he, he reappeared like a few years they didn't later. They like arrest him or anything. They just... I think they just chased him out of town. Like, okay. A, I mean, this yeah. guy was like, this yeah. guy's like a fucking monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a, yeah, I mean, just a vile creature. Mm. And he did a, reappear four years later. In Vers I mean, it's almost like, uh, you know like a medical wonder that he even exists like how could yeah. you live yeah especially at that time you'd think like what do you what, what do the insides of his stomach like look like sure you know um but he reappeared four years later in versailles with a severe case of tuberculosis hmm. and he died shortly afterwards uh following a lengthy bout of exudative diarrhea do you ever heard of that? No, what's funny? I had to that? look that up. What is that? It's when blood and pus are in your diarrhea. Oh, nuts. <laughs> Come on. Um, it's not a good sign. So, yeah, I guess his uh, corpse putrefied like uncommonly quickly. And then uh, they did like an autopsy on him. They found mm. that his stomach was enormous and filled the major part mm. of the abdominal cavity. Yeah. His gullet was uncommonly wide. Um, which, because he'd swallow things whole. He would just swallow yeah. things whole, like a fucking python. Um, and surgeons could actually see a really broad canal all the way down to his stomach. Huh. And this guy was such a creature. And then his, uh, I heard his descendants went on to found Blues Traveler, right? Blues Traveler. <laughs> Isn't that what happened? <laughs> yeah, that's like his great uh, yeah. nephew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his great, 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 great nephew. Uh -huh. Um <laughs> Uh, people say it might have been hyperthyroidism, mm. which can cause an, an extreme appetite and profuse sweating. Mm. Um, they also said a damaged amygdala. 
So maybe that's, like that's what it was. part of the brain that does something, right? Regulates some it, bullshit. Uh, it can induce polyphagia. It's really <clears throat> oh, I see. That. Well, because he had like a hunger, like a painful hunger all the time. Just ravenous. Never, yeah, okay. yeah, it can never be yeah. satiated. Mm. Um, there's another, and this, that's weird. After Terraria, you're mm. like, Jesus, how can you get worse than that? Mm. This guy, um, this Frenchman, mm. Antoine Langoulet, this is in like the 19th century. So it's probably about mm. like 50 years after uh 30 to 50 years after Terrer. Okay. This guy was so repulsive. His appetite was so repulsive. They actually got him committed to an, a mental asylum. This mm. guy probably was insane. Mm. Uh, but they, yeah, they like locked him away. Uh, but yeah, he, he just had a penchant for rotten meat, mm. rotten flesh. He would take it right off of decomposing animal carcasses. He actually would roam the streets of Paris, much like Terrer, I wonder if they were like rival. Well, no, it was much later. Mm. Um, but they would have been rivals. But he would roam the streets looking for like you know, dead animals to eat. And I guess he became friends with the Parisian horse snackers. So he would like, they would call, you know, they'd come knocking and be like, hey, we got a sickly horse we're putting down. You want to eat it? And he'd be like, a Sweet. horse knacker? A horse knacker. What does that do? What is that? I don't know. Okay. Are they jockeys? I don't know. What is sure, it? Horse knows. caretakers? Okay, all right. You said it like I should know what it is. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, no, horse snackers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Parisian horse snackers. Um, but yeah, they, they had a sickly horse and they'd call him up and be like, hey, we got to put this horse down. And he'd be like, sweet, I'd come over and just eat it. Huh. And then it got to the point where he just couldn't, he could not get enough food. Yeah. Satiate his appetite, not enough rotten meat. So then he started going to cemeteries. Mm. And that's when he started digging up freshly buried corpses. Oh my. And he would get, like, he got, he, he would love intestines. That was his thing. Yeah. So he would try to stuff as much as he could into his pockets, like a doggy bag to eat a later. Ah, yeah. Well, police soon found him. I mean, he was obviously a ghoul. Right, yeah. <laughs> Word got around, so they locked him up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it blows my mind that this is something. You know, that we still celebrate today. We still yeah. gather. And uh, where, where do they do that? Is it uh, Cody Island where they do Nathan's? Sure. Nathan's uh, hot so. dog eating contest. Yeah. And we watch these guys shove food into their faces. Pie eating contest. Pie yeah, eating contest. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the thing. Like some of these guys you'd think, mm. you know, Terrero probably was a mentally ill man. I, mm. I mean, they said he wasn't, but I'm sure he was. Uh, but other people like that mm. Eklund guy who would dive into the River Thames, mm. And that guy was just kind of a simpleton that was just yeah. sort of forced to perform. And then it carried on, like with, uh, you know, you know, through the uh, 19th and uh, 20th centuries, you had geeks performing at carnivals, sure. biting the head off of chickens. Um, I like this guy, Mac Norton, the Human Aquarium. His whole show, this is in the 1940s, um, he would just drink a, like a huge amount of water and then swallow six goldfishes, 12 green frogs, and then vomit each one, one by one, vomit them all back that's into great. a bowl, and they all lived. I like that, yeah. He said he never lost a single one of his pets. That's good. Now, that's a performance I would try. Yeah. If they did that at the Magic Castle, I would be there at least, mm. I don't know, once every six months. Um, but yeah, it seems like uh, we love to consume food. We love to overeat. We sure do. Yeah, we do. And I think that's just... Uh, it's part of our b- lifestyle. Big, big breakfast every morning. You yeah, got, that's all. You got your it. eggs. You got your pancakes. You got your uh, your O'Briens. You got your hash browns. You got your home fries. We are no strangers know? to yeah. a buffet. Yeah, that's how it is in America. So yeah. anyway, think about uh, mm. some of these gluttons as you uh, shove your face full of food this uh, Thanksgiving that's holiday. Right. Yeah. That's right. People's episode 714 here is sick and wrong. We have some news stories coming up next. A little later in the show, we have some phone calls. Uh, but first. Here's a word about our Patreon page. 
Hey guys, it's Steven again. Just calling from heaven through a miracle of cybernetic processes. Just to say, thanks for creating your Patreon page. I love to kick back and smoke a fat one with my boy Carl Sagan. While we listen to the extra phone calls and stories we get all the time. Anyway, talk soon. Love you. Bye. So the first story we have here, uh, this is a good uh, Thanksgiving you know, theme story. This goes with the theme of the show here, the Thanksgiving theme. Man who strangled sister to death believed his chicken dinner was possessed by Satan. I guess it would be better if it was a turkey dinner. But that happens, you know? You never know when Satan might possess your food. I've often thought about some of the, uh, the Taco Bell I've eaten. After, in the aftermath of Taco Bell, I'm like, you know, Satan probably possessed this. And that's why I'm suffering. Mm. But it tasted really good during the ingestion process. A former high-flying auditor. I have no idea what that means. This guy's high-flying. He said the devil told him to execute his sister, has been detained under the Mental Health Act, after a psychiatrist said the killing was entirely attributable to the defendant's mental illness. What do you think high-flying auditor means? Is he like an auditor that does a lot of meth? Or is he a, like a successful... What kind of auditor? Like it just says high-flying okay. auditor. Okay. I don't know what that means. Mm. Anyway. Um, this is in East London. This mm. happened. Uh, Khalid Ashraf, 32 years old, strangled his older sister, Sarah Ashraf, in his flat... Uh, in East London, this is in January, following mm. a fierce struggle after hearing a voice telling him to do the right thing. Mm. Yeah, it's the same voice that was telling uh, Jack Torrance from The Shining. It's like, kill your family. Mm. That's what these voices always tell you to do. Kill your loved ones. Yeah. You know? I don't understand that. Why don't they ever say, like, watch TV, go smoke some weed? They're always telling you to go kill your family. Because there's the part of you that wants to, you Kill know. your family? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Awakens the id. Yeah. I guess it works really well with paranoid schizophrenics, much like Ashraf here, who was arrested by police when concerned neighbors mm. spotted bloodstains outside the flat and raised the alarm. Mm. Uh, the prosecutor, James Mahullen, said that the sister, Sarah, had expressed concern about her brother's mental health to her boyfriend, who's got to be one of the clueless individuals I think mm. I've ever read about. Okay. Um, she expressed concern about her brother's mental health to her boyfriend, saying that he had been telling her recently that the chicken on his dinner plate had been talking to him. I guess he had been having conversations with his chicken dinner. The boyfriend said, I don't get the impression that anything's really weird here, and uh, said that her brother doesn't pose any risk, so I wouldn't worry about it. Mm. Like, this guy's like... If my sister was, came to me, she's like, you know what, I'm a little concerned about uh, Jeffrey. He's saying that his, you know, his Chicago uh, deep dish pizza here is telling him to go murder people. I think I would be like, yeah, we should maybe do something about this. Maybe have an intervention. Mm-hmm. Or maybe sit down and just be like, hey, what, what's going on with this? Uh, maybe, what's going on with your, with your food? Like, wouldn't you be concerned? He probably wouldn't tell you, though. Well, then I wouldn't be inviting him over for pizza dinner. Okay, yeah. You know, if, if he's getting like, you know, these secret messages from the pizza to go out uh-huh. and kill, I probably don't want to bring him around my cats. You no, know, you maybe, don't. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just me. But this, this, this woman's boyfriend's like, 
you know, I think he's fine. You know, he's just got a unique sense of humor. The pizza itself was saying this. The chicken dinner was the chicken dinner. Okay. I was using pizza as an example. Oh, I brother. see. I think my brother even eats chicken. He eats fried chicken, I guess. He eats Kentucky fried chicken. Hmm. But yeah, I think my brother would probably get messages from pizza. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this guy, you know, she had chicken. And the sister kind of took care of her brother. And he had chicken on his plate. And he was getting mess Like, he was communicating with the chicken. That's what would raise the red flags to me. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. So Ashraf, who's originally mm. from Pakistan, was uh, arrested on suspicion of murder. And mm. he later told police mm. that it wasn't me. Mm. Satan asked me to murder her. So Satan directly asked him through the chicken to murder his sister. Sure. I don't understand why Satan has to do that. Yeah. Why can't he just show up? You know, he always looks so cool in the movies. He does. You know, it's always like some guy that looks like, uh, what's his name? Who's the guy that played Satan recently in uh, Constantine? Remember the guy that played Satan? He had like had that cool suit and he looks so suave. But it was whenever, the German guy, right? Yeah, the was German he, guy yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, played sure. Satan. And it's like, uh, um, but you know, where uh, who is it? Uh, Robert De Niro, remember in uh, Angel Heart, uh, Louis Louis Cipher. <laughs> I don't know if I'd number that among the great <laughs> Luciferian I mean, depictions. In, some, in, but there okay. are some pretty okay. cool Luciferian depictions. Sure. But every time you hear about some maniac who goes Al Pacino and murders people. in uh, in uh, Devil's Advocate. Devil's Advocate, yeah. And there's that part in the movie where he's like, where he's talking about God, and he's like, he's like, that's because he's an absentee landlord. God's an absentee <laughs> landlord. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, he played a pretty good Satan. Sure, it was great. But yeah, so anyway, anytime these maniacs get messages, it's always like, it just comes to the most random place. They use mm -hmm. a voice in their head or from food mm -hmm. or uh, a big gulp, slurpy or something. I don't know. It's, it's just never like a cool depiction of Satan. Yeah. He pled guilty to manslaughter and grounds of diminished responsibility at a previous hearing. The court heard that Ashraf, a non-practicing homosexual, was diagnosed with HIV in 2011, which led to depression. I think that's kind of funny. It's like, yeah, I'm gay, but I don't practice. Right. So just to let you know. Okay. He's non-practicing. How did he get what, I yeah, mean, <laughs> maybe okay, he was right. practicing when he got AIDS. <laughs> okay, he got HIV. Yeah, or HIV. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jump at the gun there. Um, he, he was diagnosed HIV mm. positive, so that might have stopped him from practicing. Right. <laughs> Who knows? Um, Sir, how did you get full-blown AIDS? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're non-practicing. No one gets that. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Probably got it from the chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the prosecutor said that the 35-year-old Miss Ashraf, the sister, had visited her brother's flat to help him prepare to move out. She had been she had been kind of like a mother figure in his life. Someone had a heart of gold. I don't know if I mean I guess I would take care of my brother to a degree, but if he starts talking about like murderous, you know, rampages, you know, having these conversations with his food, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I think I might just hire you a hospital, you know, a nurse or something, a I hospital mean, nurse or something. Once, a, once like a you know a roast chicken starts talking to me, be it small talk or you know murderous commands, it kind of ruins the whole like an anonymity of the sexual experience for me. Like I'm not interested <laughs> in having sex with the chicken anymore. With the chicken anymore, yeah. it just ruined it. Yeah. Are you, what are you saying? Too much back sass from the chicken? Yeah, it's just like mm. I look. I don't want your whole backstory. You know, I just <laughs> I showed up here, bored. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I didn't um, need to know you have full blown AIDS, chicken. <laughs> you know? Oh, you're non practicing, huh? Yeah. Um, the court heard that Miss Ashraf's boyfriend here, Farid Ahmed, received a call from her phone later the after- and that afternoon after she had been murdered, which caused some concern. He said that uh, when he picked it up, he heard crying and screaming. Mm-hmm. The call lasted about 10 seconds before disconnecting. He said uh, he, called her sh- he called her straight back, but she didn't answer. Sent a couple of WhatsApp messages. Never heard back. So then he mm-hmm. kind of went on this day. And he said later on, like a few hours later, he then sent her another text saying, hey, where are you? I'm at the bar. And she never heard back. And then by then he was like, something might be up. Mm-hmm. She'd been dead for like six or seven hours at that point. Okay. This guy is so clueless. Yeah, yeah. Could you yeah. imagine like, you know, your girlfriend lives with a psychotic brother who communicates, gets, you know, murderous messages with his food. Sure. Like he communicates with his food. Yes. Um, you know he's a paranoid schizophrenic. Your mm-hmm. sister lives them. You get a phone call and you're just like crying and screaming. And then would you just be like, oh, she didn't answer. Fuck it. I'm going to go to the bar. I guess so. I mean, I, I don't mean, know. Would you probably drive over there to be like, yeah, hey, probably, what's going on? Probably go over there. I guess on the, the way to the bar. Yeah, on the way to the bar. Yeah. Um, Officers found the victim's prone body lying on the bed and arrested the tenant, the brother, on suspicion of murder. He told police that he became angry with his sister because he felt she was keeping something from him. I don't know if the chicken told him that, but he was, she was keeping something from him and he choked her to death. Hmm. He said that he felt like he was on autopilot the entire time. I felt as if we were both being controlled and it had to happen. Hmm. I strangled her. I felt I was doing the right thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Would the mashed potatoes tell him that? Like, yeah, what, like what yeah. did the chicken? What, <laughs> yeah, what did the other food? What tell was she you? hiding from the chicken? That's what I want to know. Well, the chicken found out. Yeah, uh, he realized that he killed her, and then he heard a voice saying, "Oh, don't worry about it. She'll be all right by tomorrow." Mm. <laughs> it's all good. Um, Mr. Uh, Mahalan said that Ashraf later told police that he did remember the entire incident and that he had killed his sister, stating Satan whispers into people's ears and he uses manipulation and lies to commit acts. Who said that? That's what the uh, the murderer, the, the oh, schizophrenic said. Yeah. So That's one way of looking at stuff. Yeah. Sure. A psychiatric report said that uh, he was suffering from an abnormality of mental functioning at the time of his sister's death. And I think that's why, I mean, I, I mean, obviously he's being charged with murder, but, you know, he's not going to, I don't think, you know, I don't think he's going to be in there for life. Is it, a probably, po- is it like a Popeye's chicken sandwich, though? You know? <laughs> it could be. I mean, mm. I, you probably would murder over something like that. You would. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, uh, it's, a, it's an extremely tragic case here. So he was convicted of manslaughter. I wonder what he's going to uh, think the food in prison is going to say to him. It's not going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to be pleasant. What do you have here for the second story? Yeah. Right. Monosyllabic messages. Set from Mike on Facebook. Yet another one of Harrison fetishes he has on a very long list to try. Who, oh, you have to try this or Mike wants to try your fetishes? I think it's unclear. So Mike might I be think writing... I- I should. I have it on a list to try. Apparently, do you have a list of fetishes no. that you want to try? Do you no. do people just like that fetish seems cool? Yeah. You know, I might be into that having sex with fish. I mean, there's some things cool. like, like there's some things like that are like semi related to like what I like. 
It's like, yeah, I'd like to try that. But it's not just like... Is yeah. it like a book of fetishes and you just kind of go through, I'm going to do this No, today. it's not like, I know some people who, who are just like, well, I'll try this, you know, whatever, like, like this that. ridiculous. I, and it's like, why though? Like I do stuff because it's like I have a need to that I have to satisfy. And I can understand a fetish yeah. related to the fetishes you already do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand yeah. that. But it's like, I don't understand why you would indulge in a fetish that you're just like, just to do it. But well, hey, maybe you got your your laundry list of fetishes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, shock fetish German socket sadist convinced eighty eight girls to give themselves two hundred thirty volts electric shocks on Skype that he knew could kill them. Hmm. That was my. Uh, it's the best I can do today, guys. I'm socket sadist, man. I'm not feeling it. Socket sadist. Socket sadist. Socket to me. Have you ever been into uh, any like electricity play? No, I've tried it. I didn't like it. Well, you like shocked your dick? No, not my dick. Yeah. Don't people do that? Don't they put like? I'm a... sure they do. I I'm thought, sure thought, they do. I remember we had a guy on the show that yeah. was saying that they put like a a metal. What's that sounding? They put yeah. that in, and then they plug it in the wall and just like electrocute your dick hole. <laughs> and I'm not you know forget like, it that's not on my list yeah <laughs> none of this socket sadist bullshit I do like that the shock sprocket sadist socket, yeah sprocket sadist yeah. a German socket sadist German socket sadist uh, persuaded girls as young as 13 to give themselves electric shocks while he watched on Skype it is alleged so wow. yep David G again because yeah because they just never do that. Germany yeah. they can't. <laughs> any European country yeah. they just like we don't give away the surname yeah uh, faces 88 attempted murder charges after allegedly convincing dozens of women to send 230 volt shock through their bodies you know I understand how kids can mm. be gullible or be taken in, taken in by like an authoritarian presence mm. but if you're like over 20 Mm. And some guy's like, hey, why don't you just like stick your toe in the light socket? Wouldn't you be like, fuck you? Yeah. Nah, I don't think so. Yeah. The alleged foot fetishist would watch online as the women shocked their naked feet, it is claimed. So. <laughs> Toadies. Prosecutors see who's paying money, though. Cash oh, money. Oh, he was giving money to them? Yeah. I wonder if it was like Twitch subs, you know? Ooh, like actually, ding, so, ding in the yeah. background, like yeah, they're you know. Yeah, if it's like that, the money's Twitch going streamers. up. Yeah, yeah. So wait, I wonder how much does it say? How much he paid well, I'm them? Getting, oh, okay, I'm getting there, man. Well, now that makes you more know? sense, though. Yeah. So prosecutors claim he post he posed as a scientist. I wonder if uh, over Skype he wore a lab coat. To, yeah, to pose <laughs> I think as that's a scientist. all you gotta do. Yeah, just get a white yeah. lab coat, and maybe get like yeah. a stethoscope around your neck, and be like, I'm a scientist running a non-existent study and offered up to 3000 euros for people to take part with three grand just to shock your your toe mm -hmm. feet yeah that's not too bad no i'd do it that's not too bad definitely hey, don't tell that uh, guy on instagram the 30 year old uh <laughs> from bavaria is facing trial in munich where prosecutors said he knew that a 230 volt shock could be fatal Many victims carried out the experiments multiple times and suffered burns, cramps, heart irregularities, and even lost consciousness. Ooh. Yeah. 
The victims believed he was a scientist. And there was no danger for them to carry out the experiment. That's why they agreed. Have, have you ever, do you ever do that as a kid? Get shocked? Yeah, I've gotten shocked. Yeah, I remember yeah. When, when I was a kid one time. I think it was like uh, one of those like hair, like metal mm. hair ties. I just was like, <laughs> stuck yeah. it right in the mm. socket and got shot like across the across the hall and oh, hit yeah. a wall. And I was mm. like, Jesus. Yeah. And I remember being like, yeah, my parents flipped out. Mm. They're like, why would you do that? And I was just like, why not? Because kids are fucking dumb. Kids are dumb. fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, after that, I was like, I am not fucking with this shit anymore. Yeah. I don't ever think I did it on purpose, though, like that. Oh, I, I totally mm. did. I did it by accident. Um, um, like trying to get like a bagel out of a toaster with a fork. Probably something like yeah. that. Or I think I was like taking apart electronics or something and it was still plugged in. zapped. Yeah, yeah. So. Making an IED. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, the guy was aware it would kill them. In the footage... The woman is allegedly seen using a spoon and nail to conduct electricity from a socket to her naked feet. So wait, she's probably holding mm. the spoon in her between her toes and sticking oh, it in the and socket. Oh, and touching the she like plugging the a socket. nail into the thing, right? Hammer a nail into the socket and then touch just hold, touch it. Car- yeah, hold it yeah. in. I don't wow. know. Who knows? Let's find that footage. Roll the footage. Um, she's seen screaming loudly before grabbing her foot in what prosecutors say was a combination of two fetishes for the suspect. Like what are the, the two? The prosecutors are like... Wait, so with the foot fetish of seeing her in pain or in pain and the electrocution? I think just feet and electrocution. And electrocution, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> two fetishes. Yeah, yeah. The woman from Berlin told the court that she had been desperate for money when she signed up for the experiment four years ago. Um, <laughs> I had little money and was looking for jobs on eBay ads, yeah? <laughs> she told the court, saying his apparent academic title had persuaded her it was safe. <laughs> yeah, what was a, it? He's wearing a lab coat. Yeah. He's a scientist. Yeah, it was like, I am Professor Electrochron. <laughs> Thank you for did, taking part in this experiment. Did he pay them up front? Because that would be like, I want to see this 3,000 euros in my PayPal, and now I'm going to stick the spoon in my between my toes. I would love to know this. Yeah, I would um, like to know that. Let's see here. The accused contacted me and said he was working as a scientist and was conducting <laughs> experiments into electric stimulation. He really made a serious impression. Uh, he really made a serious impression. I agreed as I needed the money. David G. allegedly asked her to keep your foot on there longer and show your foot to the camera. <laughs> when she protested, he allegedly said, yes, unfortunately, I need you to do it. Oh, now I'm doing Russian. I don't even know what's going on today. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I I'm say, What nationality even, is this here? Look, man, you know, I've had a rough week here. Uh, I need you to do it on both feet, is what he told her. So, wow, you got to do it on both feet. In one of the attempts, in one of the attempts, I caught the cable and got a large shock, she recalled. Every muscle cramped, my back spasm. I struggled to breathe and was lying on the floor. On my hand, I got a blister. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> wow. Hey, yeah. you know what, though? If you think about it, like all the weird German fetishes out there, this one's not as bad as some of the others. Yeah. You yeah. know? 
Um, and then she continues to tell the court, uh, 213 electricity were sent through my body. I realized it was a stupid idea. Who would build something with spoons and cables and connect it to the power? Uh, <laughs> I, I like how she's realizing that now. Was, get, you, she's probably realizing that when she realizes that yeah. he's not going to pay her anything. Yeah. Yep. She's coming to the terms mm. that she just got screwed and electrocuted. I was so embarrassed, but he appeared yeah. so serious and I just wanted the money. <laughs> uh, I, I wonder yeah. what he said to him. It's just like, oh, don't worry about it. You'll be okay. I've tested this on lab rats. Yes. Like, I mean, what does he say with this creepy, like, mm. yeah, Dr. Strangelove laugh? I don't, yeah. So that it, it came, the whole thing came to light when a 16-year-old was taken to the hospital after falling unconscious. Wow. Yeah. So, um, She told the doctors about the experiment at the hospital, and the medics went to the police. This guy, of course, is an IT specialist. Okay, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Not surprised there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, defense lawyers Klaus W. Spiegel and Matthias Bonn claim their client had diminished responsibility again. Diminished? Yeah. How? As he suffers from Asperger syndrome and autism. Oh, come on. Yeah. All right. Paranoid <clears throat> schizophrenia, that's diminished responsibility. This guy's like on the, mm. the autism spectrum. Which, by the way, neither of those things are even in the DSM-5. So, yeah. you know, Asperger's, it's gone. Uh, auti autism is still in there. But the autism spectrum isn't. Because they're like, they're, they're like, you know what? Some people are just good at math and they're fucking assholes. It's not like, a disorder. It's just whatever. Exactly. Like, you I'd know? like to know how many people in IT aren't on the autism spectrum. Yeah. Not many. They all are. Mm. But the weird thing, the, <laughs> the thing the accused guy told his lawyers, and this is just a weird statement, said, uh, it was an attempt to communicate with the environment. <laughs> what the hell does that I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Communicate with the environment through like, what, electrocuting girls' feet? I don't know. You know, that that sounds like, uh, you know, yeah. that sounds like what, I don't know, fucking Blixa Bargeld would say <laughs> if you interviewed him about like what Bargeld. an album, what, you know, what did you mean when you made this album? Well, it, that it, it, was, it was an attempt to communicate with the environment. You know, I mean, was it was it his attempt to communicate with somebody? Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? They don't even go into, and that's the thing with yeah. diminished responsibility. It's like the guy's obviously probably masturbating to these videos of these women sh shocking themselves. Mm -hmm. So if there's like a sexual enjoyment out of it, don't you think then it's like premeditated? It's not like it's oh he has autism and that's why he would tell them to do that. Um, I would think. This guy, this is his fetish. He that seems to, see to be what the the angle that the, that prosecutors, the prosecutors are going. going with, yeah. You know, if if it were if it weren't naked feet, bare yeah. feet, then me. I would think if it was just like your hand, yeah. like telling them to stick something in, you, yeah. know, you know, stick a spoon into the socket. But or I mean, something, that's but, still attempted murder. That's what they're charging him with. So, and if you it know. was boys and girls, you mm -hmm. know, I'd say. But yeah, there's no way this is. If you do it 88 times, oh, yeah, yeah. and you set up a relationship <laughs> over Skype and wear a lab coat, and you have such a good pitch that you convince them it's a legitimate experiment. That goes you're beyond not, the yeah, spectrum. You're not Rain like, Man. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, like most people with 
what was once considered Asperger's, like they can barely, you know, they can barely function. They it's couldn't like, even know, sell me an umbrella in the rain. Definitely you know? put the spoon in your so toe. let definitely alone stick your foot in the socket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's come like, on. come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just not gonna work. Yeah. I wonder what he called the experiment. He must have had a name. Like I'm from the University yeah. of Berlin. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. This is yeah. electro cuteness. It's like Achtung Voltenschweigenstadt <laughs> or something, you know. Well, apparently yeah. he's really convincing. You know, I think all you have to do is put on a lab coat. I mean, you put That's on a it. lab coat and yeah. you're a doctor, a scientist. You got a get clipboard. A cli- you get a clipboard. Yeah. Yeah. Get one of those like head like lamps that doctors use. The lamps. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be, you're going to be legit. Uh-huh. People send your story at cigarettepodcastgmail.com. We have some phone calls to get to. Uh, we had some pretty good calls mm. this week. Actually, we got a call from a fetishist mm. uh, who's calling in to talk about it. Um, you can give us a you can give us a call three two three five two two four zero three two. But before we get to our phone calls, uh, let's uh, play a clip here from Adam and Eve. Hey, sick and wrong listeners, this is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack off machines, dildos inflatable wives I bought them all when I go home I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo when I'm on the road I got my second wife my blow up doll and my jack off sleeve go to adamandeve.com type in the word diddle d-i-d-d-l-e and you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. How do y'all flick my balls? I put a spell on you. So we got a few phone calls to get to here. 323-522-4032 is the sick or wrong hotline number. Uh, this first call that we have is from a guy who uh, has a question, actually, about a, uh, a previous caller. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's Christopher from British Columbia. Hey, Dean Harrison. This is Christopher from British Columbia, longtime listener, although I stopped listening a couple of years ago, but Why, now I'm back. So I got to ask, what the fuck happened to Niggerface? Catch Ooh, me up on that. Excuse me. Wait. Okay. Soften the R there, buddy. <laughs> Soften that R. Come on. God. You know? Is that how they say it in Canada? I don't know, but... It- Soften Maybe they the R. can't soften R. Yeah. I don't know if they're able to soften R's in Canada, but try. <laughs> just, just, you know? Yeah, do us a favor, okay? Yeah. Man. Sorry, but, you know, try... <laughs> please, man. Come on. This isn't, uh, you know, fucking... The uh, chan podcast, yeah. you know? The American Nazi Party's, you know, new podcast, all right? Please. Um, but, yes, yeah, so speaking of which, I don't know what happened mm. to nigga face it's a good question have you have you talked because you guys were on like speaking terms we were on speaking terms yeah i remember i've always had my doubts about him oh do you oh you think he uh you're very skeptical of all people i am skeptical of all but people. you think he was a fraud 
You think he was like I've, a I've, by day an accountant? Worked at Goldman Sachs. I, I just <laughs> like just a lot of the stuff. A financial did, analyst. Just by the, day. Like, some of the stories didn't really add up and stuff. You know, some of the things he said. And, I remember that. And the and then some of the yeah, it just didn't really seem to. I remember that one time you actually gave my personal cell phone number to I did. this guy. I thought it would be yeah 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 that was real funny yeah um you gave his, my personal cell phone number and he called me to yeah. try to like intimidate me or something yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was just like dude I don't care yeah yeah it was just like mm. oh but then we ended up having actually a really good conversation no, he's for good. like an hour he's all it was right. it was interesting yeah. uh, you know it was, it was a good conversation mm. but I was just kind of like first of all why would Harrison give me give give this guy my number and second do you really think you're going to scare me? Like, I don't know what his, his objective was with I that. forget what he said he wanted to do. I don't remember. No, he was trying to act like... He was like, like going to prank like, you or I something. Got you, I got your number, man. I'm going to come find you. It was just like, yeah, dude, yeah, come yeah. on. <laughs> Give my cell phone number. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm wondering what happened to him. I mean... Well, he was on probation, supposedly, you know, and... and supposedly went to prison. Remember yeah, he's yeah, calling yeah. us from prison? Yeah. Jail. Jail. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, yeah. do you think he's kind of like that Quigley? Remember Quigley? He oh, found yeah. out it was just all a, a sham, it's all a farce. I, that's what I kind of I kind of felt like that to some degree, you know. What do you think about Fearful Mess? Do you think that like whenever is a things started to get real, he'd kind of disappear, you know? Like, remember when, we were, when I was going to go visit him? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. you're out there. It never so, happened. You know, come on. It's like uh, catfish. What do you think about Fearful Mess? Do you think that's real? <laughs> people, have, we've had people. Uh, call in the show. We've had some people call yeah. in the show that are really supportive. Yeah. But they've had other people be like, this is a character. This guy's Quigley. Or mm. this guy's Boner Villain doing a character. It's hard to tell, you know, honestly. Yeah. I like to give everybody the benefit of the Some of the, the stuff doubt. is a little too much, like, with him. But... I mean... Dude, it's like method acting at his finest. Yeah. I mean, he's a brilliant character. If this is a character, I applaud you. Yeah, this is, yeah. This is you're like Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, or something. yeah. No, because I mean, it's like he, you know, he also sent an email, oh, and that, it's like <laughs> the same. It's the same thing, you know. It's the same kind of cadence and style and 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 kind of mind. Yeah, no, I don't was, know. It was the same type of character. Actually, yeah. when I saw that email, I kind of felt bad for trying to push a, a female companion on him. You know, it's yeah. like. I, I don't know. It's none yeah. of my business. That guy can hang out with anyone he wants. Yeah. And I, I think really he probably just needs some friends to hang out he with. He needs some friends. And but I, I actually this. think he's legit. Okay. But, uh, you know, but uh, Ninja Face, mm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Who knows? Uh, mm. But I would like, I did, I did enjoy hearing from him. And right. Flint Ninja, that was a great rivalry. Oh, Remember so that? good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Halcyon days yeah. of Sick and Raw. <laughs> All right. Um, I hope that satisfied you there, Chris. And mm -hmm. never leave the fold again. Mm -hmm. Never. No. All right. Moving on. Uh, here's a girl that calls in here um, that is responding to um, that article I or the story we did last week about the French guy with the piss fetish. Mm. Hello, Harrison S. Thompson and Jew by Mother D. Uh, <laughs> by Mother. Calling to reflect upon your piss fetish story. I myself have a piss fetish. I've had it since I was a teenager, you know, like 11th, 12th grade-ish. The genesis of my piss fetish. She's a girl with a piss fetish. Okay, all right. Yeah, she's yeah. had it since 11th yeah. or 12th grade. Huh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, you never know how these things develop. Yeah. Was, I was watching a barely legal porn. Just fucking into that. Don't ask me why. And this girl randomly started pissing. I was masturbating at the time. I came while watching her piss, and thus... 
Was it squirting or pissing or both? I think it was pissing. If it was squirting, she would say squirting. Okay. Isn't squirting urine? Okay, I've mostly looked, I, we've been over this, and I've <laughs> looked this up. All right, and if you look it up on like WebMD, it's like we scientists may never know what the female ejaculate is. It's like no one has ever tested it. No one knows. Yeah, but if this I put on answer. a lab coat and told you it was piss, would you believe it? <laughs> Not you. No. Yeah. No. no, some German guy online. Yeah, if maybe. he was German, maybe. And he had like really Skype. round glasses. Yeah. You know? I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I piss fetish when four. Um, and I've actually made several videos for Pornhub, you know, me, me peeing, you know, whatever. And it has tons and tons of views. So I have a question for you guys. Um, because I make these videos, and I've even posted some on Reddit. I got a lot of video, or excuse me, I got a lot of messages. Dudes love these videos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. So question about this. I was reading recently that PayPal refuses to pay Pornhub performers. And it's a new thing this week. They've stopped. They're like, if it's, they uh, will not pay out the Pornhub. So that, uh, that leads me to, because I often wonder about that with Pornhub. So all those videos you see yeah. that you masturbate to for hours, mm. um, these the amateur ones, I thought it was just like people loading them, just uploading them for, for kicks. Mm-hmm. But do, do, does everybody get paid? No, 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 no. First of all, a lot of the amateur ones are some people uploading them for kicks. For kicks, yeah. yeah. But some of them, some of the like semi-amateur people who started doing it, they have some videos that they charge for. So what yeah. about these ones where the girls like masturbate with like mm-hmm. uh, dildos or whatever? It's just a video of them in their bed masturbating. Like, is that? Do how do they monetize that? How do, does Pornhub give them money per click? Dude, or per view? I just told you they, the the people that have their own accounts, if they want, they can have some videos where it's like you need to actually pay for it. The video to through watch the it. site through the site. Yeah, I've never I've never seen the paid ones. I've come across them. It's relatively new. It started doing the last year. Well, apparently now PayPal, though, will not pay out to Pornhub performers. Well, they have their own system on Pornhub, so, you know. I guess. But, yeah, I'm interested to know, uh, piss fetish girl, Mm. um, how how do you make money on Pornhub? And how much do you make? I don't think she's doing it to make money. I think she does. Like, listen. Oh. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. A guy is asking me to do requests of pissing. Um, So I'm wondering... Can I charge these guys oh, okay. to make She's them a money, personalized yeah. piss video? And if so, how much should I charge these guys for making said video? Anyway, thought you guys would, you know, have some ideas of what you should charge someone if you should charge anyone at all no, for definitely charging a piss fetish video. So keep it thick, keep it wrong. Can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, she does so, call pack with a part two, okay. so I don't know if it's related, but right. here, let's see. All right, one last thing about the piss fetish. That uh, French diplomat you were describing, that is my ideal fantasy slash situation. Oh, man. Oh, Wanting okay. you to piss, like getting off on me pissing. For me, that's what it's really about, like having another dude be excited about me peeing, like having to pee and not being able to hold it. Uh, the Japanese call it omarashi. So, yeah, oh, Mirage. All right, that's all. Have a good name. That's Japanese. They've got a name for all. Yeah, for all. Yeah, everything. Yeah, name for it. Um, 
So yeah, yeah, you have. I I don't know. I think women should exploit that as much as possible. Sure, yes. You know, guys out there have fetishes for every yeah. single thing a woman does. So why not make a video? Have you ever commissioned a custom video? No. I haven't either. I've never done that. Yeah, I don't know how much it costs. I don't know how much it costs either. Um, our friend, or your friend, uh, what's her name, would know. Frank Keeley? Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she would charge more, though. She would charge like probably a thousand bucks. Well, she would know generally what's like. She would like know your, how much. But I think you, you know, could probably make average. at least 500. You know, uh, my girlfriend, yeah. who does do uh, a lot of cosplay work, mm. she gets. Uh, um, solicited all the time from dudes mm. uh, you know quite commonly what they really want is they want well there's some that mm. do have more deviant uh, requests but most of them want her to wear like uh, a Batgirl outfit and just be tied up on a chair or tied up absolutely and like hogtied yeah, and they're willing to offer $250 uh, see that's that's the answer for that that's but now if she was going to be tied up and urinating yeah, yeah, yeah. then I would be like well that's going to be double there buddy yeah, yeah, and yeah. if it's going to be shit now you can get into like probably seven hundred fifty, eight hundred dollars. Right. Well, the, the, that that fucks the, up the, the costume. The costume and the the you know, because it's like the costume and the the bondage, and it's a person who doesn't delve into the fetish side of things. Yeah. So that is all why it would be at least two hundred fifty dollars for just some chick that's fucking rare, rare, chomping at the bit to fucking. Do piss videos and send them to dudes. Do less money, right? So uh, I don't know, hundred bucks. She might wear outfits, though. Bucks. Pay, like a nun's habit. Maybe, maybe, you know? maybe. Then in that case, yeah, you up up the ante. Up the ante. So you you're know? you're saying the more effort you put into the video, the more yes. you can charge. Yeah. So it's like if you had a video, some guy commissioned it, and then it's like, you know, you sting me with a sea urchin, and then you urinate on my hand to heal it. <laughs> Right, <laughs> that's what we'll do. Who would a guy pay would for pay? That? I don't know. No, I bet you Boner villain would pay for that. <laughs> you know, Schlitzy would yeah. probably pay for that. There's, a, there's, there's <laughs> Schlitzy would pay for that. I think there's a large cross section of Japanese fishermen that would also pay for that. <laughs> they, so first, they love that. Yeah, my hand stung by a sea urchin. Yeah. D, would you urinate on it? Yes. Okay, Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but a girl, yeah. though, that's mm. the thing. Mm. So my question to you, uh, mm. pee fetish girl, are you going to be like showing your vagina while you're pee and it's like, you know, mm. close up kind of thing? Mm. Or is it like you pee through your underwear, you pee through your panties? Right. Like, how, how does it work? And also, is your face shown? Yeah, is your face showing? Because if your face isn't shown, like... I'm not going to pay 250 bucks for that. Damn, yeah, I want to see your face while yeah. you're peeing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Uh, but she ha did say... Dudes were offering her, making offers. So if they're making offers, just see what's up. You know? dude, I would say, I think, but I kind of agree with Harrison. Like, if you're going to have mm -hmm. to wear costumes and put a lot of effort into it, mm -hmm. yeah, then maybe charge a little bit more money. But if it's just like you in your bathtub peeing, well, then, yeah, do it for like 100 bucks, 50 bucks. Sure. Guy, at least $100. Mm -hmm. You know, you might as well. And the other question mm -hmm. is, is this going to be like your primary source of income? Mm -hmm. Or do you have another job? Yeah. If it's your primary source of income, well, then you might want to like up the ante a little bit. Sure. Yeah, you know? that might be a thing. Yeah. But yeah, you, I mean, you have the source of all men's desire. <laughs> Not right. all men, but a lot of men. And a lot of deviants. They, I mean, they fetishize yeah. every part of a girl's body. I mean, what you can also do is if you have like a female roommate, you, you could like, you know, put, um, I don't know, a bunch of like Xanax in her tea or something. 
and then when she's unconscious, dress her up like Black Widow and, pee and tie on her, her up in the bathtub and then pee on her. Oh, and pee. Oh my God! Think Boom. how much money to be like bam. and pay for that. You know, maybe you Out have another friend who's into pee. Like, are yeah. your are your friends? Do your friends know about this fetish of yours, or do you keep it under wraps? How do you break that? Like, you know. Well, I when think, does it happen when it's like I have it and I'm not it, talking about it you have yeah, it yeah, yeah, and then it just comes like, out what the, uh, yeah yeah I don't know but well mm. I think it's different if you're like a porn mm. chick and you hang out with other porn chicks but if yeah. it's just like yeah by, by day you're a secretary and at night mm. you go on you know get a little kinky mm-hmm. yeah I don't know you know it, it it can be it can be kind of hot though i'm just not it's not a big mm. it's urine's never been a big thing for me but I have I've watched some videos of porn and you're like that's kind of hot not interested. You're not interested at nope. all. Nope. No. Um, but sorry, yeah, I think. Sorry, ladies. I think you have an opportunity to make some money here. Yep. This is just my uh, Jewish business acumen. Mm. <laughs> it's my Jew mm. by mother speaking. Mm. But yeah, I would do it. Three hundred bucks at least. All right. Last call we have here is. Uh, remember Daisy Ridley when she called in? Yes. And she called back, and I think she's kind of like somewhat repentant. I don't know if she said something to really bother you or hurt you in some way. I don't remember what the way. fuck she said last time. So I, uh, it was something hurtful, though, towards you. Was it really? I think so. Oh, my. Yeah. Hmm. Sharp-tongued woman, that All Daisy Ridley. Right, cunts. It's Daisy Ridley again. Um, it's been a while since I last called in, but I've actually been on field work for the past three months. What um, the fuck? I spent my time... Philbert? Philbert. <laughs> Is that what she said? Yeah, she's been on Filbert, which is the, uh, you know, the the, the Mexican, uh, you know, ripoff of Dilbert. Of Dilbert? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Filbert. Yeah. yeah. Filbert, do you have those reports finished? No, but my, my no, mi perro. You know, he had a dog. Like, Dios mio. Yeah, yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Um, and then she's on field work. So she, oh, maybe field it's like, work. Maybe it's like when she's actually doing the Jedi training that everyone oh, is so upset that she never what, did. Okay, all right. You know? That makes sense. Like, how much... Luke was on Dagobah for, like, a fucking, like, like a weekend. Yeah, well, you know, is like, she what, like a, but is she, like, a prodigy or something? Yeah, like she she's always, a prodigy. Yeah, she could just... doesn't matter. She doesn't have to train. But everyone... Nobody likes that. They say it's a Mary Sue or whatever. Right, you know, everybody's upset. Too. And it's like, who cares? Honestly, it's all bullshit. <laughs> it is all bullshit. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, <laughs> like fuck okay. just don't take it so seriously all right yeah yeah fucking baby yoda people freaking out about that some people are really upset about that really yeah, yeah i heard some people be like fuck that there's no way it could be a yoda baby there's why no not yoda it doesn't matter <laughs> how do they know nobody knows anything i don't know like people uh, we're we online can, just we, be, like don't outraged. be talking about this though people yeah we are gonna, can't we're gonna yeah. get fucking killed i know people get really upset so forget i said that yeah back to daisy ridley jesus I'm in a forest looking at birds through binoculars and getting shot on repeatedly and not um, even in the way that Harrison would like. checking either, out birds. So, um, not what? exactly the best time. What did she say about um, me? She said she's checking out birds and not like typical English birds. Check, checking out northern birds. She said birds. that I would like. No, she's like she's getting shit on by birds, yeah. but not the way that you would like. I wouldn't like that anyway. <laughs> in any way that that happens, I wouldn't. Be Once into again, it. Yeah. a guy who's into like some yeah. cake, yeah. it's automatically assumed oh, that you're into every the All entire of gamut of every kind of cake. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's what so it is. she's a professional bird watcher. I think she's an ornithologist. Ornithologist, that's what she is. Wow. Yeah, going out there studying birds. You know what I I heard recently? 
Oh, no, never mind. I think we talked about that in the last show. No. Well, I wonder how many times you're out there checking out birds and you turn, you mm. know, you, you move the binoculars over and then you see like a whole dogging scene going on. Oh, yeah. And it probably could happen. And some of them might even be druids. Mm-hmm. You never know. I heard that's mm-hmm. kind of common. So I was actually there with one of my good friends and I introduced her to the show quite a while ago. And that's always um, a good idea. She mm. told me that if I phoned in again, I have to be nicer to you guys. Um, and I don't know what she's talking about because I feel like I was really, really nice last time I phoned in. I don't remember. <laughs> and, um, I thought so too. She made me watch the live stream of the call when I rang in and she was like you can literally pinpoint the moment that Harrison's soul dies um, and when he starts to get hurt and we watched it together and yeah I did feel- I live for those moments yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like every episode at least four times yeah I mean it's pretty <laughs> it's a common sigh and yeah. you're just like uh. you know what reminds me did you ever see that one Simpsons where like Lisa asked Lisa and Ralph were on a date or something mm-hmm. and it was like a Valentine's mm-hmm. date and like on TV Ralph mm-hmm. was like would you be my Valentine and she's just like no mm-hmm. and then later on you just see Bart watching on videotape he's like you can pinpoint the time when his heart is just torn apart yeah yeah it's going back and forth kind mm-hmm. of, it kind of sounds like that I wonder what she said I, who knows you, you, you know people please when you call into the show and you're like referencing it. You gotta be specific, you know. Just, just remind us what you get said. a notebook or a, or a Google Doc, like fucking Schlitzy. All right. Do you realize how get, many how many drugs this man does on a yeah. weekly basis? Be more like Schlitzy, and yeah. it's not something I will say often. But come on. Yeah, Schlitzy has like a what like a Google Docs app of where he just yeah. lists it all down and like by time and date. Yeah. That guy, like you know, that guy bottles his urine. Mm-hmm. He probably like time codes it yeah. and shit. <laughs> kind of bad i i just really thought like you'd be able to take a joke you know but clearly i overstepped a line and now i know where that line is um i also feel like to set the score even to to even the score um i need to be i need to rip into d a little bit so you're not going to get this reference but Mm. i figured i'd say it anyway because my fellow englishman will enjoy it you look like a humanoid version of the head from Art Attack. You're not going to know what, what that is, but please Google it. And Art, um, Art Attack or Heart Attack? Art. On this. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, on the subject of being English, there's another English girl that calls in and you refer to her as Kira Knightley, but I'll have you know, I am Daisy Ridley and Kira Knightley. And I'm actually quite hurt that you conflate the two because there's a key difference between us. She... Wait a second. I'm confused now. I don't know. There's another English girl. I think what it, I think what it amounts to is any English girl with like a posh, proper accent, we just think yeah. is either Daisy yeah, Ridley yeah, or sure. Kira Knightley. Right, yeah. Because I don't think I can name any other English actresses. Yeah, there's that, not all, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but that, well, that I can name. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot, but it's mm. like, that's that's the only ones that come to mind. Yeah. Um. What was there? Must be another, or is she saying that she's the same caller both times? And we one time might say that she's Kira Knightley, the other time, no, I think she's saying there's another caller that that is Kira Knightley. Yeah, Ooh, there's a rivalry Mm. here, cat fight wants to fuck you, and I categorically do not. (laughs) Um, but I'll take the 
the Daisy Ridley um, name anyway. I've, I've claimed that as my own. <laughs> what was the um, point of this call? No, she said that, uh, uh-huh. well, I think she feels bad for yeah. ripping on you, so she's giving me my own... Uh, what, she said she's know, the, she doesn't want to fuck me, or she doesn't... No, no, she, she feels bad mm. for, um, you know, commenting on you or something yeah. in the last show and uh then she and, made fun of you well, now, and now she's giving me thing some, some means medicine nothing to anyone what well, doesn't mean but okay. then she was saying that uh kira knightley calls in she wants Daisy to have Ridley. sex with you then she said that kira knightley wants to have sex with me and she categorically does not see i thought she said kira knightley had wants to have sex with me i wonder if she means you as in the plural you like both of us uh i think that's probably the case possibly and she categorically yeah. does not want to have sex that's probably what she said us. last time and it's yeah. like come on who needs know. that i don't I, need that i don't i don't i don't you know what i mean i just wonder if she's projecting because like deep down inside i think she might really want to have sex with i us. could be home fixing my computer and my broken soul i don't have to <laughs> sit here and and have women tell me how they don't want to have sex with me i can do that fucking at work I don't know. Yeah. I'm reading between the lines here. Right. I'm a very perceptive individual. Okay. And yeah. I'm seeing just a, like with her speech pattern, that uh, there's something being hidden. I think oh, she's like projecting moon, onto like this Kira Knightley. Kind of a, like a moonlighting Yeah, that, exactly. Like I think it's like she's projecting onto Kira yeah. Knightley who does want to have sex with us, but mm. she's saying I categorically do not, but really she does because mm. why would she take the time to call in? Like, a, like Kind of like a Ross and Rachel Exactly. Kind of yeah. Sam, they, Sam and they, Diane. Wait, where Ross and Rachel? Weren't they brother sister? No, that's uh, Ross and Monica. Why do I know this? That's Ross and Monica. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill myself. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. Wait, wait, wait. Tonight. Do you have a friend's fetish? Is yeah. that on your list of fetishes? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, oh, I don't know, D. You, you know. Could you be any more wrong with that? Wait you know? a second here. Do you, who do you want to piss on your hand that gets burned by the urchin? Me or Ross? I mean, Chandler, man. Oh, Come on. <laughs> well, then you probably get high on that urine. Yep. Yeah. Although I'm not taking at Posh Girl 69, as you also suggested, because <laughs> it's literally only American people that think I'm posh. I do That's not bullshit. have bullshit. That is the best bullshit. Oh, come on. That is bullshit. Because we have women yeah. that call this show from yeah. England that do not sound they like you. They do not you. sound like you. <laughs> they okay. do not sound that articulate. They're not yeah. out in the field right. studying birds. And you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going birding. Yeah. I. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, most of the people call on our show, they might go bird-dogging. Yeah, bird-dogging. Uh, that. that's, that's when you go dogging up at a tree. <laughs> that's bird-dogging. That's they bird don't, dogging. yeah. They're not, they're not pursuing their fucking ornithology postgraduate degree in I, fucking, you know, Timbuktu or whatever yeah, the hell you're doing. Yeah, I would say doing. the majority the of our, fuck out our of here. British listeners probably aren't gra- like getting a graduate degree in uni either, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Standards. So I feel like taking that would be a betrayal of my working class roots. Um, but anyway, even if I don't want you to fuck me, I want you to love me because I love you. Fuck you both. Goodbye. Daisy Ridley, ladies and gentlemen. There she is. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we love you too, actually. We do. Sure. And, uh, we appreciate the call. But- I mean, I don't know. It sounds like a posh fucking accent to me. I mean, it sounds like my relatives that come I, on the fucking show with their posh accents, right? Doesn't it? I wonder what part of England do you think she's from? Like London? 
I always sure. say, I mean, London's so huge. And, and, and that, also, but. what was what's the name of Daisy Ridley? Ray. I think her name is just Ray. Oh, in Star the character. Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How did she's like a fucking homeless garbage collector? Why does she have a posh accent like in the world? Oh, yeah, that's she true. has she an imperial, sound, yeah. like highbrow accent. I mean, she and, should and sound she's like, like Cockney, a, you know. She's like a homeless, uh, you know. Because you know the fuck. But that's the thing. Like the people that I would say do mm. not have a posh accent. Mm. Who's that one girl with the red hair? That like uh, we hung out with her and oh, what the hell's her name? It I'm was like on it. Tits McGee or something. That, but yeah, but no, it was. She it almost was, sounds like she's Cockney. Fanny Harlow. Fanny Harlow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fanny Harlow. Right. That's what I'm blanking yeah. on her name. Not Fanny t- Harlow. Um, she, that's someone who I'd be like, you know, I don't think she has a posh accent, you know, right. even though she is rather posh at times. Yeah. Um, I mean, she, you know, she's, she has a very Victorian, you know, kind of milieu going on, but, yeah, but the, you know, the, a lot of women who call in and have the kind of like, you know, I want to say like South London accent, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. It's, it's where it's like, she sounds, mm. she sounds very educated. When are we going to begin my Jedi training? Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting a long time to start my Jedi training, right? Yeah. Okay. You buy me a pint, yeah, yeah. I'll piss in the pint afterwards. Yeah. It only costs you 20 quid. You know, it's like, yeah. well, You see, you can't buy her a drink because she's only 14, yeah? you <laughs> yeah. got a really big head yeah. there, mate. You know, yeah? Yeah, she's not right. doing any of the no. typical, like, non-posh affectations, mm. you know? You think she wears a pith helmet when she's looking at <laughs> fucking birds <laughs> in the monocles? What kind of bird? Oh, look! Yeah. A, a, you know, a... You know, a golden, a golden throated yellow warbler, you know, or whatever the fuck birds are called. I've been waiting all my whole career to spot a golden throated yellow warbler. Do you think she, do you think she listens to the podcast while she's birding? (laughs) She's watching birds. I'm in the field studying birds. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for calling in Daisy, Mm. Daisy Ridley. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, people call Sick and Wrong hotline 323-522-4032. Best way to support the show is by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. I know we say this every week, but we we are producing a lot of content on uh, Patreon. We're doing it. Yeah. We're doing it to it. Um, we, we got a lot of stuff coming out. We, we like to, uh, you know, Harrison and I like to shoot the shit before um, before we start the show. I Usually what I do is we come in, I just kind of set the, I restart my computer and just set the mics mm. going. So then we kind of talk about stuff. Like he was talking about going to Joshua Tree. Mm. Uh, we're talking about uh, at length about the the Mandalorian, sure. that new um, um, that new Disney Plus series. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, we, we we're discussing our viewpoint on that. You seem to actually be a pretty big fan of the show. I like it. Yeah. I think it delivers on all the stuff that I want from stuff. that fucking franchise. You know. But anyway, if you just go to Patreon.com/slash/SickAndWrong, sign up, you get an extra story, you get extra phone calls, and you get all the outtakes. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. We have spoken. We have spoken. Mm. Exactly. Uh, Sick and Wrong song of the week, continuing with the theme of gluttony. Uh, here's a band that I. Uh, um, did you introduce this I one did. to me? You did. did, yeah, yeah. Great album. Yeah. Seven Deadly Sins, a concept album by the band Plus. It's from nineteen sixty nine. And it's like, yeah, it's it's a concept album, a song for every deadly sin. Um this one is gluttony, of course. Isn't uh, it like no one knows who did it or something? It's like <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. there's nothing. No one knows anything there's about no this band. But you can it, find. Yeah. Like, I got a, a first mm. pressing of the record. Yeah, I don't think too. they ever reissued it, though. No, yeah, they, they didn't. Yeah. So you have to Although get it a, was on like a major label for some bizarre reason, I think it's a weird record. Yeah, yeah, it's very it's strange. It's a bizarre record, and it's yeah. cool. Like, it's a it's a gatefold with like a cross. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's like a. I think it's die cut too. 
if I, I might be I mistaken. So. But yeah, it's, it's a cool yeah. album. But anyway, uh, we're going to end the show here with a song called Gluttony, Something is Threatening Your Family by the band Plus from their album Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, people, have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, don't eat your cat. Don't eat your in-law's cat. Just stay away from eating cats. But if you're Alf... All right. I guess if you're if you're yeah, yeah. a uh, a Melmachian, is that what he was? Oh uh, yeah, Melmachian. Yeah. Right. Then uh, then you can eat your cat because that would be Thanksgiving for Melmachians. I keep trying to remember his name. I keep thinking Gordon Sondland, but it's not. It's Gordon. It's Gordon. Oh God, the you, Willie. You mean Willie is father? Or no, Gordon no. Shumley. Gordon Shumley. Shumley. Yeah. Shumley. Okay. Gordon good. Shumway. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, have a happy right. Thanksgiving. People will be back next week with episode 715, which will actually be a Harrison solo episode because mm. I'm going to be in Japan. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, good luck with that. Interested to hear that. Yeah. That'll be fun. You know, good hey. times. Good mm. times. I wonder if, I mean, I wonder if it's going to rank up there with some of the wackily solos. You ever hear that? <laughs> I've heard of the tree grows in Brooklyn. Well, know. yeah, that's a, the difference yeah. between you and Wackerly yeah. is you'll actually put effort into it, probably yeah. get a, another person to co host yeah, yeah. or do something mm. like, well, I mean, I'm not saying Wackerly was a creative, but you'll mm. actually put effort to do actual show. You'll probably pay phone calls and all that shit. Yeah. Wackerly, mm. just for like 20 minutes, just read a tree grows in Brooklyn and that was mm. it. Ah. That was the whole podcast. Wow, yeah. yeah, and he put that out. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Infamous mm. episode. But anyway, we'll be back next week with episode 750. Until mm. then, take it sleazy.
Okay, you fucks. We're All gonna right. kill ourselves tonight. Do you want a beer? Or do you want to just blast through this? Just blast through this. So I right. fucking kill myself. <laughs> yeah, you seem to be in. A I'm really. Great I'm mood just not. Here. Yeah, sorry. I'm. I. That shit just broke me, man. You know, I was like, everything else I could take its stride, man, but that shit just broke me. I'm yeah. sorry. I am just broken.